everyone, and welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance, episode 509 for December 15th, 2017. It is the holiday season. Happy Winter's Vale, everybody. Joining me today, a very special guest. Everybody else had shit. Everybody else had things to do. So we drug in an old pal. Not that this is the only time I want you on, by the way. I wouldn't mind doing this more often, but uh, very... No, it's, a, it's okay. I know I'm, I'm the remains. It's all right. <laughs> He, uh, the, my, I will say my first choice when we when we're left with less choices, Garrett Weinzerl. Everybody, welcome <laughs> to the show. How are you? Oh man, I know what I'm putting on my resume. That's right. Yeah, put that on your on, uh, on the back of your box. You'll sell more copies that way. Uh, exactly. It's good to have you here. Of course, Garrett Weinzerl, the host and founder of such things as the Angry Chicken, uh, along with his fine co-hosts uh, Jocelyn and Dills, and uh, many other projects, including a little Star Wars. Uh, podcast which they'll talk about spoilers about today's movie we're not gonna do it at all folks we're not gonna do it we're not gonna do it i'm gonna try to even not even give an opinion nope uh i'm still thinking about it let's put it this way uh you are a long time died in the wool even enjoyed the prequels kind of star wars fan yeah i mean i was really young when when uh mr phantom menace came to visit our town sure and, uh, sure i still liked it at the time as i've gotten older i, I don't like it that much but uh, i i will i will fight you tooth and nail and and tell you that revenge of the sith yeah. is a good movie okay even the part where it's like ah my legs ah my legs was dumb. i mean that, that part's that part's great man i okay. mean what how it happened right before it with some high ground uh throwing back and forth that's not so great no but i think it's pretty cool and he's uh he's sitting there with only his robot arm left i've got the high ground anakin and uh, and also uh, you got that dumb uh, uh, the no at the end, <laughs> right? I mean, yes. Is all of it perfect? No, but but <laughs> no. I still enjoy it. All, no, the answer is is all of it perfect? No, it's not. It's <laughs> far from it. Uh, no, I do rights, guys. There's like a peak and then a drop. It's like no. I I besmirch you. No, nothing for your love of Star Wars. And I think that's great. But uh, suffice it to say, I'm guessing you probably liked it, and that's great. And I'm stoked mm-hmm. to see it. And so. Uh, as soon as this show's over, actually, I'm in the car and on my way to a uh, rented theater where we're going to watch it. I did not rent it. Uh, someone cool, else just, did. Uh, just call me back after this. I'll be in the car. You'll be in the car. Let's record a car podcast where we just uh, spoil the thing. Oh, sure. We'll call it Car yeah. CarCast and uh, <laughs> hot new podcast coming soon. You got to check it out on iTunes, everybody. Leave a review. All right. Hey, uh, it's good to have you here uh, sitting in with us today. Of course, uh, talking World of Warcraft and all things Blizzard. Before, though, we get to any of the stuff going on this weekend, honestly, there's not a ton happening news-wise, although I do have some uh, Antorus thoughts after uh, doing mm-hmm. a bit of that raid this week. Uh, I wanted to start off, uh, before we get to any of that, talking to you, uh, given your expertise about dungeon runs in Hearthstone and why I think that mode should just be Hearthstone. Like, I, <laughs> I, realize, I, I realize when I say this that, that this is going to come off as like, the rest of the game's not not worth it for me, but this part is. Um, and, and when I say that, I know what that implies, and I want to make sure I'm clear about this right up top. The reason Dungeon Runs works is because of the huge amount of rad content that that exists because Hearthstone's lifespan has continued to add things. In other words, uh, Dungeon Runs don't work without the depth of Hearthstone as it is today. So I know that going in, but gosh dang it, dude, that is such a rad mode. It's all I want to do. I feel like you're. Uh, I, I feel like you're defending yourself against YouTube comments that haven't even come yet, Scott. <laughs> I was going to go a lot easier on you and go. Well, I, I understand. Like Hearthstone's not like like typical Hearthstone, the ladder grind. That's not really your jam, and that's fine. That's totally fine if that's not your jam. Yeah. And there's plenty of people whose jam it is, and I'm glad it's their jam. Um, I'm more of a jelly guy, but no, I listen. I like a. I, I like Hearthstone for all the things that it is. I don't like how bad I am at it, and and I've always been bad at it, and for whatever reason, that bugs me. And even dungeon runs, I'm not that great at. I have yet to clear an eighth boss on any character. Ooh, so, And I okay. played hours and hours and hours and hours of this thing, so that's that's how bad I suck. But I'll, I'll, I'll say that the actual loop of that, the, the, the roguelike sort of uh, get in, do the best you can, die, get out, try it again thing, is totally my jam. I love that. I've been playing. All you have to do is say, hey, Scott, there's a new roguelike. Uh, rogue light or rogue like on the uh, on Steam, and I go ooh, and I run over to check it out, and maybe buy it. Like I free, I love that stuff, and they have captured that here in a really strong way. Minus a couple of caveats, I kind of wish were there. But here's my biggest concern, and as a representative of the angry of the angry chicken and of the uh, uh, you know the Hearthstone community at large, I have this question for you: 
Do you think it persists beyond this expansion and why is it so nestled away in the solo adventures thing? This needs to be a button out on the front. It needs to be <laughs> like up front and center. Why oh. is why is the, tell me about where your head's at with all that? Well, that's a it's a loaded question, Scott. Do I think it should continue beyond this? Yeah. 110%. It's an amazing mode. Yeah. Do I think Team 5 will give us what we ask for? No, because they never do. Mm. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> they, they don't. I mean, they give you the game you want, but all the little things like tournament mode and things like that, they never seem to quite uh, give you what you want. They keep they keep dangling in front of you, and maybe this is one of those deals where, you know, what we want, we may not get. Because it, it, it makes me nervous every time I go in there and I look at the solo adventures and I go, okay, what do we have here? All right, there's this little kobolds and catacombs deal, and there's this little teeny thing there that says... <laughs> dungeon runs and i'm thinking boy that sure is minuscule that that feels like they're trying to tell me that it's a small thing temporary only going to be there for a little bit and i don't like that feeling so well i don't, I don't think it's not going to go anywhere um i think it'll stay in the game forever but uh, i'm not sure they'll add on to it at least not in the near future um it seems at least with the discussion with the talks we had with the devs at blizzcon it kind of seemed like well it's, it's for kobolds and catacombs and that's it yeah um uh but I, I don't want I really hope not because it's really good. Yeah. It is the coolest thing I think they've done in the game. It, it, uh, it deserves to be extended and, and given life beyond this. It really does. So I yeah. hope Team 5 does that. Uh, it's made me think. Here's what it did to me uh, that I didn't expect. It made me think of all the other ways other Blizzard games could add roguelike modes to their games. From, from Overwatch down to WoW. Uh, the only game that really has a mode like this uh, is is uh, Diablo? It sort of always has with hardcore characters, uh, and it's a true rogue experience where you you're dead, you lose everything. Uh, except I guess Diablo three features like a I mean you get to keep backup gear or something, but but like Diablo two days, if you made a hardcore character and he died, you're done. That's it. Go make another one. Didn't matter how many hours you spent or whatever. And I love that loop, but I also like the modern conveniences where they you know let you bring a little something back with you. Yeah, uh, this Hearthstone mode doesn't really do that either, other than no. the satisfaction of clearing something, which is yeah, nice. I, but... I've been comparing it to MOBAs, man. Like you yeah. know, pick your MOBA. You 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 play a game through whatever level you get your talents or you get your gear. If you're not playing heroes, yeah. and uh, next game you don't have any of that stuff again. Start yep. from square one. Start yep. over. Doesn't matter whether you won or lost. Yeah, that's a really good point. But at least in those, you got some gold, some XP. You maybe open a loot box. Like, actually, that's that's a really good question, Scott. So since you're Europe, you this seems to be your thing. Like the, no, the, the way you want to play Hearthstone now. Absolutely is, is, my thing, 100%, despite not clearing eight bosses on anybody. It is 100% my thing. Yes. So what do you think that there's no rewards? Um, does, does it matter to you? Because we've spent a lot of time on the Angry Chicken talking about this since it was announced and since we found out that there would be no rewards. Uh, and, and all of us kind of agree that it would be really nice if... Uh, free-to-play players could gain anything gold at a slower rate than other modes or a pack here and there whatever what have you does that affect you as someone who doesn't really ladder that much well here's the problem as a if i was let's say you're a brand new player coming to the game to them they actually do get a little something and they get xp with these characters because you don't they don't have all their cards yet and they don't have their you know their their basic sets or you know their basic uh, uh, cards. So when they start, let's say they come in with the mage, they're like, "Boy, I sure enjoyed that tutorial with the mage. What's this cat catacombs and kobolds deal?" Which, by the way, I think is going to be hard for a new player to find personally. But whatever. Let's say they find it and they get in there and they start playing it. They're going to unlock cards because they're because they're leveling up quick. They're getting to like level ten faster than you know. Once you get to those higher levels, it takes forever to level anything. So, so it, to them, they are getting something. And I think that's a pretty good ramp to to earn your cards, and then now you've got you know all your basic hunter cards, you got all your basic paladin cards or whatever, and then you can kind of move on from there. It's after that that you don't get anything, and I think that post that it'd be nice if there was just a little gold, maybe just a little. I'm not talking a ton. They already don't give you a ton for anything anyway, so yeah. so why not just like oh you you got um, past five bosses, uh, here's twenty gold. Uh, you did all eight. Sweet, well done. That's uh, fifty gold. You don't even have to give me enough for a pack yet, but whatever those numbers should be, just a little something. Hell, I'd take a gold. Yeah. I'd take one gold per boss. If it, it, it just needs to give you that sensation that I I came here, I did a lot, and I walked away with something. 
Um, yeah, so, that, yeah, that's that's kind of okay. That's interesting. I'm I'm glad to hear that because Joss and Dills and I have all kind of landed on more or less the same thing as well. It's like it doesn't have to be a lot. Yeah. It does, and it shouldn't be more efficient than playing against another player yeah. because that is harder and you know it, it, more difficult to pull off. But uh, it just feels like there should be something, a little something. Because you're right. I mean, if you come into this game fresh mm-hmm. and you start dungeon running, you're gonna uh, you're going to unlock your, your basic cards, but it's, it is very difficult, very, very difficult right now to ascend the ranks with a basic card collection. Yeah. And I'm not even saying like, like if you play a game like rogue legacy, which I loved, loved that game, uh, just 2d sort of Castlevania style game that got easier as you went because you would keep your gold, any gold you earned, uh, an XP you would earn, you would apply it to stuff in between rounds. So you'd be done. You'd say, all right, well, I'm going to upgrade his, uh, his, his HP, or I'm going to upgrade his damage per second or, or whatever. And then the next round was a little bit easier. You got a little further because you had these, these bonuses. Plus they had the system where, uh, you would die and you would become an ancestor immediately. And then you could choose which of his offspring you would be. And each of those offspring had, maybe had a bonus. Some of them had real negatives, like, uh, one of them colorblind. So now the whole next round is all black and white or, you know, weird stuff like that. And I like those modern tweaks to the rogue experience, the, the go in all in and then die and start over mode. I like those modern takes. So I think it's a missed opportunity if they don't tune this or look at it for a future expansion and say, all right, well, here's what we're adding to that mode. And they really ought to just put it on the front. Just stick it right out front, dude. I think it's that good. It deserves a place there. Um, but yeah, gameplay wise, freaking the, the minute to minute gameplay is amazing. It's everything I wanted that to be. And then some, and again, credit goes to the depth of the game as it already stood because it makes this kind of mode all the better because there's a lot of depth there that they can. Yeah. I mean, it, it pulls from cards from every set going back to basic and you're, you're right. I think, if they, I think, I think they, they probably could have pulled it off if they had this from the beginning, but the fact that they have so many cards to pull from whether it's standard or wild, both pop up as as quote unquote loot as you're running. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's just there's there's so many layers to it, Scott. There's it's so really good. Bosses. But all it did, oh, and my whole point was, I forgot to finish my point. My whole point was this got me thinking about how could they do some more of this sort of thing in WoW? Is there a mode that could happen there? Could they do something uh, in Heroes of the Storm and their 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 recent uh, uh, dungeon thing there, the 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 brawl they did where it was a co op PVE sort of thing, and they had a heroic oh, version. It was awesome. It was so cool. It was so good. And and that kind of was like that a little bit, a cooperative sort of version of that. So that was really cool. I like that they're experimenting this way. I'd like to see more stuff on mobile this way. I don't know what their mobile project is. But then here's the funny effect. I haven't played Diablo in months because I kind of, you know, you play Diablo for a ton and then you kind of have to get away from it for a while. Uh, this made me, all this Hearthstone made me want to go play Diablo weirdly because it's that same feeling of like, I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm going to go in there. Let's see how this goes. I made a hardcore character, like had a very it, it weird It feels effect. like a dungeon crawl. It really does. And they've it, done, that is the number one cool thing about this is it feels, somehow they made a card game feel like I'm on a dungeon crawl and I don't know what's around the next corner and am I prepared and did I find the right loot? And when I did find the loot, did I choose the right thing? And like all of these parts of that loop are, are super solid. And it will piss me off if they don't do something more with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's fine if they don't do, if they don't update it every expansion. But maybe at least once a year, I would love to see they, if they announce, hey, there's eight new potential bosses you could stumble across, or instead of going up to eight, it's up to nine or up to ten. Just keep cranking it up and making it harder for giving us more ridiculous uh, loot to actually make it winnable. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's so many directions they went, and 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 while I think the focus of the critique of Dungeon Run it really is on the the rewards of it, um, overall it's just like what they have managed to pull off. Whether you don't think they're giving you enough, well, I mean, they're not really giving you anything, or whether you think it should have been multiplayer, which I think that'd be really cool if it was. Sure. What they have managed to make within the confines of their of their their system is it's it, it's it blew me away. Like I I, I told this to Dave Kosak. Uh, crashed the angry chicken at BlizzCon. Yeah. He this was his main jam was building the dungeon run. Yeah, and uh, and I told him to his face, I'm like, 
I didn't know that I wanted this. This is not what, because uh, I, I forget, Young said something like, oh, what'd you think of our announcement this year? And I was like, well, once again, you guys did not announce anything I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But you announced something I didn't know I wanted, which was the Dungeon Rock. Yeah. And his his signatures, Kozak's signatures all over this thing. Like the the humor of it. Um, I mean, it reminds me of his old work on GameSpy back in the day when he and I were doing comics over there. Like he has got, this has his thing, his, his smear, his smell is all over Dungeon Runs. And that is awesome. So I am really glad for them. Let's see what happens in the future. Uh, how it maybe informs. I like when other Blizzard games inform other Blizzard games and give each other ideas. I see no reason why everybody can't steal a little thunder from Team 5 today and add that to their games. And Diablo's like, we've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? Anyway, here's this. All right, we're going to dive into some of the news here. Actually, <laughs> another semi-related crossover piece of news here about Celestalon, who has spent uh, a great amount, in fact, the more part of his time at Blizzard has been spent on the WoW team. Um, he's been working on all sorts of systems and questing and and all that stuff over there. And when I talked to him at BlizzCon, uh, Chad, a.k.a. Celestalon Purple Hair Man, said that he uh, was working on something really cool, but he couldn't say what it was. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll you know pick your brain later about it. I don't know if this was it or if something changed gears, but Celestalon has moved to the Hearthstone team. Uh, here's what he said in a quote. Classes, system spreadsheets, and occasional obscure quest lines. Uh, these have been the primary focus of my life for years now. I cannot thank the WoW community enough for your passion, for your friendship, for the laughs, the excitement, and being able to do something I love. It has been an honor. But the time has come for me to adventure elsewhere within Azeroth and tackle a different challenge. Cards. I'll see you soon, Hearthstone fans. So uh, what do you think he brings to that team? What are you excited about there? Uh, like you said, he's been working on so much over World of Warcraft, which is a, such a robust game compared to the uh, extremely focused scope of Hearthstone. So uh, I hope I hope Hearthstone gets even weirder. Like Dungeon Runs are the weirdest damn thing they could add to that game. Yeah. And I hope with Celestalon going over there, it means more surprises from, the, from Team 5. Well, it's definitely not the first dude to move over there we were talking about dave kozak he he was same deal working on wow forever that's you know mm-hmm. ever since he's been at blizzard and then suddenly over to hearthstone i found that one that particular move kind of surprising but in the wake of that hearing celestalon's moving or anyone else maybe moving is not that shocking to me and i think this you know says says good things about team five acquiring talent from other games that are maybe a little more established i mean that just seems silly to even say it wow's you know 14 years or whatever established so it's plenty established, but they can probably afford to let some of their smart guys go to some of the, the scrappier teams, and seems like he'll be a good addition uh, to the team. Now, if they all end up dying their hair blue, I'm going to be ticked. So, we'll, that goes. <laughs> well, what color would you be happy with? I don't know what I'd be happy with. <laughs> Maybe just leave it all alone, Celeste. He he listens to the show, so I hope he... I hope he's taking offense, and we can talk about it on Twitter. It'd be fine. I mean, Scott, you're you're starting to look like a like a member of No Effects with those spiked hair, so you <laughs> should probably that. get some dye in there as well. I need to get this. I need a trim, is what I need. Uh, but not today. Today is not that day. I'm going to sit in a movie theater and bug someone behind me because my hair is too tall. You know how that is. You know what that's like. Oh yes, I do. You're doing it now. Somebody somewhere <laughs> is ticked that you're in front of them. I don't know who, but somebody. <laughs> whoever's behind me is the answer to that question. Anyway, we'll see what that turns out to be. Um, all right. There was also a little data mining that went on this week, as often happens, it was reported in a few places, including MMO Champion, uh, that. We think we know what's going to happen to our, our artifact weapons. Now, I'm not going to say on the show what that is because a lot of people would be ticked. That seems like a major story point. Uh, I did not be, mind being spoiled on it because I generally don't mind spoilers. But um, So I'm not going to say it here, but I just wanted to assure the community uh, who may listen to this as one of their primary sources of information. Why you do that, I don't know. But uh, if you do, they find a... Um, how do I put this? They find an appropriate... End. We know they're ending because they've told us that. They've I feel like I need to play Patrick here. It's like, Scott, you can't say that. You can't say anything. You just spoiled it by yeah, saying that. That's what he would say. He would absolutely <laughs> be saying that right now. In fact, he's probably saying it muffled through some scarf in Helsinki where he is today. That's I was like, screaming at my speakers. It was the last week or was it two weeks ago when you were you were talking about the 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 ending cinematic to Antorus. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's just like, no, you're spoiling it because you're re- referencing a main player in it. And I'm just like. Patrick, this main player has literally been the main player the entire expansion. What is wrong with you? Yeah, that's what that's my whole point with these things is like uh, 
In this case, uh, we already know. They told us at BlizzCon and, and, and elsewhere. Ian has said it in interviews and stuff. We are not carrying those weapons through to the next expansion. We know this. This is already a done known thing. This was a Legion-only right. thing. We have something similar to it with that neck piece in the next expansion, but but that was meant for 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 Legion and Legion alone. And some are sad about that, and I get that, but we knew they weren't going to move forward. The question was, well, where are they going then? Are we hanging them on our wall? Are we just do they just stop working? Are they just, you know, like like what's <laughs> well, first the deal? We need a- we need a wall to hang it on. Right. Uh, what wall are we keeping? I don't uh, think we're going back to our, our class halls very much in in, uh, in in War for Azeroth. So no, I don't think class halls class halls are going to be kind of empty. Um, like kind of like my my garrison is just one big like environmental mistake. It's just sitting there. And the, the, I want I want them to do an update to where I go back to it and it looks like a, a building out of The Last of Us where vegetation <laughs> has just taken over. <laughs> and what? Uh, Mushroom-headed weirdos are, are roaming the place. You gotta kill Maybe not those. that far, but just, just okay. the way that the, the, the nature has had it taken its course with I, the garrison. I'm all, I'm all for that. I think that's a great idea. That's a really yeah. good idea. At the very least, uh, I, I can just say this, that don't worry, your weapons have an, have an end, okay? And we knew that, but so this is not a spoiler. That part's not a spoiler. I just happen to know what it is right now. If you want to go find out, you can. There are plenty of sources for this, and you can find out what happens. Uh, it's some data mine dialogue that gave it away. So there's that. Mm. Uh, but I'm not going to spoil it. All right. I uh, did some Mantoris stuff this week. I um, So the raid team I'm on, FERT, they're called. They named themselves after the fact that I'd write the word FERT a lot, which is like a fart sound. So hey. It is literally how you greet people <laughs> on any text-based messaging system. That's true. Like, you could send me a message and say, hey, what's the deal with something? And I go, oh, Furt, uh, let me tell you, and then I'll tell you, talk to you normally. Like, I don't know what my problem is, but it is a thing I do. So they named their entire team that. I'm on this team. They've been uh, pretty dutifully raiding every week, and I've been sort of spotty. But uh, I did get in there Wednesday night, and um, oh, wait, was it Wednesday or last Sunday? No, it was Sunday, sorry. I don't know what it was, whatever it was. Uh, we They are they have on farm and, and one-shotted the first time in there that Garathi Worldbreaker and Fellhounds of Sargeras. No problem. Boom, bam, dead. They couldn't believe it. They were like, whoa, what is is our team awesome? Is this is this raid horribly undertuned? Like, what's going on? How do you one-shot anything your first time in with only a couple of video, you know, video views to to help you through? And we're not a hardcore team by any stretch. Like, we're just like, let's have fun. All right, you died. Oh, that's okay. We'll do it again kind of guys. Oh, good. You're metering my response, which is, well, Scott, uh, I haven't raided with them in a while, but get your crit together. He's been one shot in a bunch of stuff, uh, this sure. expansion, on their first attempts. Of course they have, because they're better than us. And and, I, and I'll and i fully admit that. So, you know, it's a big, friendly, goofy, dumb group, and we're just having a good time. Uh, but no, the Antoran High Command says, F that. Uh, get out of our house, they say. You get in there, and uh, we keep doing it. We just keep getting our asses handed to us. So I don't know why that is or uh, what can be done about it, but we're we're just pounding our heads against the sand there with Antor and High Command. Uh, you haven't run it yet, but I'm guessing you're going to probably do better than us because your 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 little raid team that offshoot over there. You guys are you guys are hardcore. Like oh, from yeah, I'm I'm that guy that shows up when he feels like it <laughs> um, they're really they're really nice to me over there because uh it's hard for me to carve out time for raiding uh right now um but i i would like to be raiding i've i've had uh i've had some souls or class soul searching this expansion it's been a class soul search for garrett yeah. i started on my paladin realized I, I really hated playing brat then i fi- i did something i always wanted to do i went and finally maxed out a death knight and declared that my new main um, and now, uh, all these raids later, yeah. I realize I really hate playing a death knight. <laughs> I can't stand it. I cannot stand the way their DPS specs work. I like tanking on a death knight, but, sure. uh, if you're that member of the raid that kind of shows up sometimes, mm. you don't get to tank. That no. doesn't, that's not how it works. No, they're, um, they're carrying you basically. They do with me. Yeah. I can, I can attest to that. So yeah, hold on. Yeah, let, yeah. Tell me what it is about the DPS specs on the Death Knight that you don't like. What it's just the rotation. You don't like the the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the feel of it. Me and me and Hakido 
have uh, spent many an evening uh, pontificating on how much we don't like what they did with Frost this expansion. Mm. Um, uh, I know it's changed since, but I've just I've, I've just been so I was so burned. I was trying to trying to get into it, trying to make it work, and I. I I finally came to the realization that I should have always just been playing a warrior because I've always liked warriors. Every expansion I've enjoyed warriors, so I'm I'm leveling up a warrior right now. Oh well, good. That sounds all right. I did a um similar thing there where I was really disenchanted with the way hunters felt at the beginning of this expansion, and I've mained a hunter since day one, since alpha really, and mm-hmm. and I thought, well, now's my time to really. I mean, I've got lots of alts and even some max level alts, but I didn't really care much other than I enjoyed getting them to wherever they were, and it was a fun quest thing, and I got to see new zones or whatever, and those are the reasons they even exist, but. I would always go back to the hunter for any sort of mainline thing I was doing. So I decided this time to switch gears and go. And I've talked about it on the show, but I went like full on mage for a while and paid like a sixty dollar <laughs> uh what do you call it? boost and all that. And then mm-hmm. and then, you know, thought, oh well now I've invested in it, so now I need to give all my time for this this mage, and then I kept kind of cranking on it. And then I got to a point where I went. I really don't like what they did to Frost. <laughs> Speaking of Frost, another Frost problem. Uh, I don't like what they did with Frost. Frost is jacked up. In my opinion, it's not as fun as it used to be. So uh, I am a Frost guy. I really like ice powers. Like just from a lore perspective, I want a, I want a Frosty Mage is what I want. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm such an Arthas fanboy, man. It's what, it's what turned me into the Blizzard fan that I am was, mm-hmm. was Warcraft 3 and seeing Arthas' story. So, you know, when I read what was happening with artifacts and that every class and every spec was going to have its own unique story. And that frosty case, we're getting the shards of Frostmourne to build their little mini dual wielding Frostmourne versions. Yeah. I was on board and I got to say, uh, I've played through a few of the, uh, class order hall campaigns right now. And the, and the death Knight one is, is just out of the park in terms of uh, lore quality, but I just don't like playing it. The minute, yeah. The second to second play is what matters, unfortunately. And, I ended up doing that with this mage, same feeling, and went back to kind of mainline in the hunter again. And and they've done some things to the hunter to make him make me less dissatisfied with some of the specs that I enjoyed. But anyway, uh, now I understand why you like the prequels. It just hit me. Uh, if you like Arthas that much, oh uh, no, but now hold on, hold it's on, the Anakin on. story, dude. <laughs> Arthas, <laughs> Arthas oh, is Anakin. That's totally yeah. what he is. Right. Well, you could also argue it's just kind of the Blizzard story. Like you, you know, Kerrigan <laughs> is Anakin. Um, uh, Arthas is Anakin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leah is Anakin. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think Chris Metzen might have been Anakin. I'm thinking that might have been. That might I don't have know. Has he ever has he ever told you he's the most uh, powerful game developer ever? No, he never did tell me that. But or, he did. You, he did kill a room full of Jedi children. So no, he didn't do that. <laughs> That's, uh, that sounds not, awful. I'm taking it too far. I cannot even picture that in my head. <laughs> no, he's too nice. Here's the thing. Uh, I got good news about on that front. He's um, uh, everyone really enjoyed his interview we did last year, uh, post his retirement. Uh, he's coming back, so we're gonna have another one in January sometime. Uh, talking what's going on since then, and what is his feelings about a lot of the stuff that's came since he since he left, and and what's he excited about now? Is he got any new projects and all that kind of stuff? So if you guys enjoyed that Metzen interview from last year, and I know many of you did, uh, it was a real deep dive into. Uh, a lot of personal stuff he he decided to go ahead and make that interview about which was awesome and i i think it i don't know i i've there's been no end to the emails or tweets or people who've come to me and said you have no idea uh how important that interview was for me personally to hear and um he and i have decided to, to bring it back so look for that sometime january early i don't know when for sure we're waiting till the holidays sort of simmer down and then and then we're on it yeah i'll, I'll add to that that uh that interview was uh, very helpful. Yeah, it was good, right? You know what it did? Uh, it made me realize it doesn't matter what level of creator you are. Mm-hmm. You're a big shot like Metzen, who, you know, in a lot of ways he would even admit, just sort of found himself in that position because of a lot of, uh, you know, things came together and all the right timings and all the right whatever, and he's the right creative guy and all that stuff. But it doesn't matter. Top of your game at Blizzard podcasters like you and me uh some artist trying to make it on etsy it doesn't matter we all seem to share this like creative um what's the word there is there's this little weird awkward space we inhabit and well, our, it's, it's your you you self-critique yeah 
all the time, like all, all the time. The time. Yeah. You you are literally your most inflammatory comment section. Yeah, right now I'm thinking about how shiny my head is in these lights, for example. <laughs> <laughs> as as an example, but anyway, he right. he. Uh, I know he's going to have some thoughts, especially after a year of, of retirement, raising his new daughter. She's almost three now, and back when he retired, she was you know wasn't even talking or walking yet. So, uh, no, she couldn't. That can't be right. The math's wrong. I guess she was a year old. Yeah. So she's three now, but it was a year. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Point is, he'll come talk about it and tell us what's up and what he's into and how many Warhammer figures he's painted since we last spoke, which is probably many because he's super into that. Anyway, there's all of that. How about now we take a dive into... I lost my freaking place. Oh, you know what? To celebrate, we'll play this because you're here. Oh, yeah. A song we all know and love. All right, we're going to talk about what's going on around the rest of Blizzard. The Winter Wonderland event is in high gear over at Overwatch. If you want skins and game modes and stuff, you can go do that. There's a uh, The new game mode is uh, uh, Five Maze versus One Winston in his Yeti costume or his Yeti skin. And uh, basically, uh, that player is super powerful and hunts around the map for meat. And the more meat he gets, the more powerful he gets. And the closer he gets to his... Uh, uh, what's it called? Winston's Enrage thing. I forgot what it's called. Big Red Monkey, that thing. And uh, uh, he's real hard to beat. In fact, when he's in that mode, you can't kill him. Uh, you got to get away. So you got to run and hide. And there's traps and there's ways to uh, subdue him and all this other stuff. It sounds like a total blast. I haven't played it yet. My kids have. They loved it. So go check that out if you are so inclined. Sounds like Evolve. Is it like Evolve? A little bit. <laughs> it's like Mini Evolve or, or Mini... Um, what was the what was the one oh left for dead did this a little didn't they they uh yeah they had that as well um and there's that new friday the 13th game that is also kind of this asymmetrical pvp oh, right that and uh, dead by daylight those are all kind of the same yeah you're right i think yeah, that's their yeah. mode that's their kind of mode to that and jeff kaplan made it very clear in the video that this was not for long-term enjoyment this this was for like a hey a fun holiday thing so don't expect it to be hundreds of hours or the new meta he really went oh, yeah. out of his way to say that. I don't know why, but well, because every time they, they've been uh, they've been doing this since last year when they started kicking things off with the summer games and they gave us Rocket League and Overwatch. Yeah, uh, everyone's like, "Oh, when are we gonna get updates? When when are we gonna like?" Everyone wants it to be another version of an esports. Like, well, no, they're just having fun. They're just trying to build a a different game mode mm. with Overwatch's assets. Yeah, they're they're dinking around. I wonder if they'll ever end up with like. Uh, see, it always seems like it's it's not copying, but it's. Referencing some other popular genre or game. Yeah. Like, will they ever do, like, uh, I don't know, Minecrafty kind of mode? Or they're going to be... <laughs> like, I don't know I where they go with it. but That might take a little more effort than they may want to undertake. Probably. I mean, the environments alone are probably a different, whole different tech. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. Here's something interesting. Goldman Sachs uh, has upgraded Activision Blizzard's uh, shares... Because they're, they say they're going to get a boost from Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 by 2020. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, did, where, where is Goldman Sachs getting their information? Well, Do they know something we don't know? Not from Blizzard, I can tell you that. Because Blizzard has made no <laughs> such announcements. Uh, I mean, if, they, if these do exist, I'll bet Blizzard's pissed. Uh, if they don't exist, I wouldn't be surprised. Because this, again, is, you know, these are, these are people hedging bets and, you know... Uh, doing futures and trying to figure out what things are going to be worth. This is their whole job at Goldman Sachs, and and they're probably just sort of making this up. But here's what they said in a quote. We are raising our 2019 and 2020 estimates on account of a robust multi-year pipeline of games, Diablo, Overwatch 2, and a Blizzard mobile title, uh, which we don't think street estimates are fully taking into account, according to the firm's analysis. Uh, All right. Diablo, yeah, yeah. Uh, Diablo sequel, that makes sense. Like, yeah, sure. We got to get more Diablo at some point. Seems likely, right? Maybe not by yeah. 2020, or maybe by then. I don't know. Like, if, yeah. if they're deep in it, announcement at BlizzCon next year, a rollout the next year seems right to me. Yeah. Um, they, they will never do a announce it in 06 or 07 and then wait till 2012 to release it. They learned that's a big lesson they learned there. Uh, so I think that that's possible. But Overwatch 2, I mean, come on. The game's already a service. It's not even. It's not even like a to what end would a would a would a true sequel even be here? Like, what's the point? It's like, I, oh, here's the here's no, all the characters you already know, plus no. two more, plus a couple of maps. Something we could have done in the old game. Have fun. 
Right. Uh, I mean, we could entertain the idea for a bit. Like, I guess they could do it. It's, it's not. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility because Overwatch was and is a. It's a boxed ship copy. It is a more traditional game in that way. They could Call of Duty this thing, but it's also Blizzard, and I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think they will either. I do think it's possible that um, demand for uh, single player content and and what's potentially possible with that story and those characters could yield uh potentially a sequel or something to that effect i'd be more like an expansion though i I still say a sequel seems crazy like a full-on sequel i always bring this question up when this gets because i want it too but also what does a single player campaign for overwatch even look like because i don't have an answer no i mean i don't really either i know that when like when you get a taste of what's possible with things like i mean junkenstein is ridiculous it's halloween and you know it's it's not even the real junk rat really and it's just sort of this silly halloween thing but there are moments when you get those kinds of content in that game where you go oh you know there's more they could be doing more here now what that means i don't know like if these are truly characters and stuff taken from the titan the leftovers of titan clearly they had some story in mind well i know they did because people like chris and those who are in charge of that have said as much they had all sorts of story going on and the janas and the and the thralls and the you know, uh, Cadgars of that world were the Tracers and the Winstons and the and the Hanzos of that world. So, so we know that a lot of that stuff existed. How that would play out from a player perspective is completely out of my hands. I have no idea. So I'm with you. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I just, like, like, how do you choose who's your main character? Are we just hero swapping all the time? Is that too weird? Yeah. And and would it be better if they just release small packs of like, here's a mission with uh mccree and that is uh, yeah that i'd be in I, I just want a whole i want like a eight hour campaign mm-hmm. just reinhardt's story after oh, that cinematic i just want to play that'd be great that. dude that'd be great it's also rumors of a um talked about this on the exploding tire yesterday but the the uh rumors of a 27th character are floating around and i'm personally rooting for uh torbjorn's daughter from that uh from that cinematic that'd be nice i don't know what she mm-hmm. does or what her what her gig would be but super into whoever she is uh <laughs> i mean not in a weird way everybody all right keep your emails to yourselves i don't mean you know i'm not freaky now i know who's making that fan fiction <laughs> uh hearthstone is celebrating the holidays with a winter themed tavern brawl grandfather kobold's helpers have been busy decorating the orgamar game board for the tavern brawl but you can also experience the holiday in stormwind while enjoying other play modes this uh according to blizzard in a forum post and no matter how you play they say don't forget to show your opponent some holiday spirit with the return of the Happy Winter's Veil greeting emote. Uh, any thoughts on the on the on the brawl? How are you with brawls lately, anyway? How's that a thing for you? You like it? Um, I don't. They don't exist, Scott. <laughs> I know. I knew this before. Yeah. Every other button you could hit is more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's where the button they replaced with the. Uh, with, with dungeon runs it's just yeah i i I've, i am well documented as the guy that's just like bro mm, not for me i mean there's some great ones but but all overall like dungeon run just ate its lunch as far as i'm concerned it's better than any brawl they've ever made and it's here to stay yeah. i can just always go do a dungeon run i don't need to it's not down on mondays for some un, unknown reason well you're like this with um heroes too or anything you don't like the brawl stuff you're not just it's just you're like no, oh, yeah, i want to play the proper a, game that's a direction that's that, that popped up and started kind of spreading through blizzard like wildfire that i did not like right uh, uh but if dungeon runs <laughs> <laughs> want to start spreading throughout blizzard go for it please and thank you yeah um the last the last heroes brawl the last two since we got the heroic mode two were really great yeah those need uh, to be a, i think those need to be something else like a whole separate piece of work you know like yeah kind of like dungeon runs make it a a more permanent thing i've never seen anything heroes wise that was outside of the main game that was more universally approved of than that by the fan base people really got into that so i I like them from the standpoint that they're most likely there to test new things yeah that are probably going to come in the future you can point to uh, things like discover Mm -hmm. you know before discover was out of the hearthstone we saw a very similar thing in brawls right um, and and the same thing has happened um, throughout. And I, I think that uh, I think the the payload brawl in Heroes is a test for how the heck they're gonna fix Monomora, <laughs> uh, because there should never have been more than one payload on that battleground at one time. You should have had to all fight over the same payload. 
Yeah. Like an actual game of Overwatch, and I think that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know. It seems like Bo on our on the on core had some reason why that wouldn't be as good, but I think I think when Hanamura comes out of hiding, I think that's the change we're gonna see. It's gonna be one payload. As long as it takes haunted minds with it, I don't care. <laughs> Still not a fan, huh? No, it's not. I, I some somewhere along the line, Garden of Terror uh, moved above haunted minds. <laughs> Whoa, as my, that's hard. Most hated battleground. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how I feel about haunted minds. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but speaking of the world of uh, of uh, Heroes of the Storm, Hanzo is out now. Uh, the venerable Shimada clan uh, dude from Overwatch is now part of Heroes of the Storm. Uh, he's really good outside poker, got good range. Uh, I think he needs a lot of help with his trait. We were discussing the other day on Core how he's supposed to be able to jump over walls. That's his whole trait thing. And he's kind of terrible at it. Um, I think it's just <laughs> a little janky and broken. I don't think it's a, I think it's a tech thing, like a what the engine is letting him do kind of problem. I think they can probably get over that and fix it, but it's super hard to pull off and it doesn't work the way you want it to. But his ults are amazing. Uh, his kit generally is pretty cool. He's pretty rad. So if you're into Hanzo and you want to have him in another place, he is now part of the Nexus. So I'm just, I'm already tired of uh, making the wrong assumption as to the angle he's using his alt because every single time, uh, Taquito Grill has been used against me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I have, I'm, I, I, it's like, do I go left or do I go right? And whenever I, whatever direction I choose, that's the direction he angled it towards. Well, his, his, um, what's it called? The other one, Dragon Arrow? Whatever it is, the alternate one. Uh, that thing will go map-wide, pass through all structures. Uh, won't stop if it goes through uh, minions or any of that. It'll only hit players. And when it does, it's got a huge stun for like two seconds or something. It's a pretty gnarly stun. And uh, I have been like tarandered across the map by that thing with low health yeah. and killed. It's insane what that thing will do if you're... Yeah, it's- you're lucky. It's gross, uh, and I have that. Uh, I, I'm not a Hanzo player. I don't think I ever will be. But uh, you still have that the, the fantasy in your head that you're you're on comms with your buddy. Your buddy's chasing someone down. He can't catch him, and you're like, "I got your back, friend," and you just <laughs> stun them from the freaking altar. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, anyway, he's out. He's good. No one's as good as uh, Stukov, though. He's still the best hero in the game, so that's my opinion. I, stick by. <laughs> I think that's a safe opinion to have. I freaking love him. Oh, my gosh, I love him so much. It's almost like all I play now. Anyway, uh, if you want to get more detail on all this stuff, there's plenty of other shows to check out on the network. You can check out Core. And, of course, ITN, Into the Nexus, with uh, Garrett Weinzerl and Kyle Ferguson is another great show about Heroes of the Storm. Uh, we really enjoy what they do, so check them out as well. And, of course, uh, if you want all the Hearthstone you can stand, the Angry Chicken is your place to go for that. Uh, What else we got here? Check this out. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the Town Crier. (laughs) All right, Town Crier time where we take your emails. Theinstance at gmail.com is the email address to use. And we got one from somebody named Day Gregor. Uh, Watch out for the Day Greggers. Says this, I think you mentioned in your last episode that quests to unlock allied races will become available once we get adequate rep with factions, like Army of the Light equals Lightforge Draenei, and so on. What about the Zandalari trolls? Do you have any thoughts on them? I have exalted rep with the Zandalari from back in the day. It would be great if Blizzard uh, were to give old school players who have maxed out rep with these factions uh, something special today. Maybe they, they can skip over some of that stuff, is kind of his idea. Thanks, says Daygregor. Uh, I highly doubt you will be able to rely on vanilla <laughs> or BC content rep grind as a free ticket in. Uh, however, I don't think it's going to be as simple as just rep grind. I, I think it's more questy based. Like you, I, I don't. I, I may be wrong on some of this, but I think a lot of it is just like do these quest lines, get them done you've gained gained the favor of whoever and now you can be one of those sub races um i don't think they're going to just make you do you're not going to be doing dailies every day for months to get 
to get a uh, you know one of these level twenty characters. So I'm not too worried. Maybe about not that. for months, but I could see daily a daily grind having to go down for this. Yeah, um, a little bit. But, Maybe like flying or flying or whatever. Maybe a little less than that. Hopefully, because flying's a pain in the ass. I hate it. Oh, I mean, flying's a, a massive, massive grind. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah. Uh, for the individual races, but I'm sure there'll be a bit of a grind. However, I'm with you. I'm. I don't think this is going to happen, but. Boy, that would be cool if it did. Like, cause I don't care. So, so some uh, hardcore vanilla and VC players get earlier access to a couple races than I do. I just think that's kind of that would be a really cool, uh, like Easter egg addition uh, for folks that do have a ton of rep with uh, really old factions. It'd be a hoot, right? You'd walk up to the dude, you'd click him, he'd go, "I see you've already done this." Sweet, we've got you on a list. You just go right in. Like that would be cool, but I don't think they're gonna do it. I could be wrong. I guess. I guess. By all I'm saying is to answer his question directly. I don't. I, I like his idea. I like what you just said. I'm just saying I don't think they'll do it because it requires them to to kind of jump through hoops uh, in this really arbitrary way about old content versus new content. And I don't think that they are going to do that. It just seems like a non-Blizzard thing to do. They're going to let bygones be bygones. Uh, I got one more here from. Oh, who's this? This is, I didn't get his name. Hold on. It is from this Dominic. Is Dominic ah. is his name. And he says this. On a past episode, there was a good idea to invite friends of the show on for a perspective about the state of their favorite class. Perhaps Garrett could be first. What does he mean again? A death knight, was it? Loving all this wow talk lately, and Garrett is a great guest. Well, you got a fan out there, Garrett. Oh, thank you. Dominic, you said? Yeah, Dominic is his name. Thanks, so, Dominic. So, uh, I mean, you kind of said earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind of got into this, but I, I've been I've been all over the landscape with with World of Warcraft. My my first main ever uh, was a night elf hunter. Yeah, because everyone's was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I played I played that hunter from vanilla, uh, and I didn't really abandon him until Ulduar patch dropped in Lich King. Wow. Um, so raided through BC with him. I didn't raid in vanilla. I raided through BC on that. And then, uh, I learned how to tank at the end of BC. And I had like, a, a I had a warrior, uh, secondary main yeah. going into Lich King. Um, and I just really wanted to tank. And, uh, I decided to swap to horde to play with some of my college buddies. And that's, uh, that's when I swapped to Paladin. and I just started main tanking Ulduar on a, uh, on a blood elf Pally. Mm. Um, and that Paladin was my main for the longest stretch of time. Yeah. So I kind of identify with Paladin more than anything. And then uh, this this expansion swapped into Death Knight. And like I said, I just realized I don't really like playing them. And I think for me, it just comes down to lack of movement abilities. What happened to what, what happened to the Paladin in specific? Do you think? And can it be fixed? Like what 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 why why did the long love for Paladin dashed against the rocks? For me, it was just it was just raiding. Um, I started DPSing instead of tanking. I think uh, I think Protection Pally is really fun right yeah. now. I really like what they did with uh, Protection Paladin, but there's just no room for me to tank, and I don't want to play Ret, and I've never enjoyed healing. Yeah, good point. Um, so that's just kind of what it comes down to there. Um, I hate and, healing uh, in World of Warcraft. I love healing in Heroes of the Storm. I don't know why that is. Isn't that weird? I love support right now in, in Heroes, and I can't no. stand healing in, in WoW. <laughs> I like PvP healing in WoW. If you want to PvP with me, and if my Disc Priest is actually max level, which it is not, so I can't help you, but back in the day, I would be there with bells on on my Disc Priest throwing uh, speed-boosting bubbles at you. Oh, bells. I thought they were testicles. Now it's it's all making <clears throat> sense now. Now. I oh, that explains why you've always referred to me as the, te- the giver of testicles. <laughs> Garrett Wines are all in his testicles in PvP. Can always, can always <laughs> count on that. Hey, thank you, Dominic, for your email. And um, yeah, I like this idea, actually, of having people come in and talk about their classes all this time later. There's this funny thing we used to do back in the very early days of the show. Not funny, but we used to have, back when all these classes were new in 2006-ish, we would have somebody come on and do like a real deep dive into what the mages do and how do these these druids work and that sort of thing. And um, I like the idea on this other side of this giant many-year sandwich, uh, having some of us come on and just talk about the state of these classes like what drew people to them in the first place how do they feel about them now why did they drift away or why are they still sticking to it like it's a lot of good questions about that and speaking oh. of which my my or my first character ever <laughs> was a, a night elf hunter as well and his name is roy 
And I oh, can't God, believe I, I got a, a, a three-letter name for a character, and he's still on like Suramar or somewhere like that. I hey, should... you can't you can't get rid of three-letter three-letter oh, names. Never. Got to hold on to those. Never. Your life, even though you'll never go back to Sir that's, or that's, whatever. That's right. But here's the funny thing: um, I had a name for um, an orc somewhere that I haven't played in ages. I think the same server is where I had it, and I got an email from Blizzard back in like 09 or 2010 saying uh, we've taken that name. So sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. unfortunate. It's it a sad sucked. day. It's it a sad day. But what? What? I mean, what drew you to hunter, man? I mean, um, what's your answer to that question? I'm always a rangey guy. Uh, I like range. I don't like melee, um, and that's been true for long as I can remember. Like, if uh, go back to games like even Diablo, Diablo one or two, I didn't like anything where I had to be right up in somebody's face and hitting them. Just not my thing for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's just always been that way with RPGs. If you could give me range with a with some sort of magic caster or uh, someone with an arrow. I play Skyrim this way. Like, it's just my thing. Um, I've softened on that a bit in recent years, but that's primarily the reason. And also, at the time, what I liked about Hunter was I like pet management a lot. Um, I like the idea of having this this AI creature that I maintain and control, and I can build lore around in my head. And, and you know, the whole Gerpen Henry thing goes pretty deep for me. So... Um, you know, it's that it's, it's just that kind of that whole package of, you know what it is. I realize what it is. And now that, now, now that I'm thinking about this a little bit more, I know what it is. I, I, uh, the things I love most in popular culture are almost always having something to do with some lone hero or person or protagonist in the middle of nowhere, trying to make things work for himself. So whether that's Mad Max and my, and my love of that world, or it's, uh, games like Metroid, I absolutely love Metroid games, but never when they add more characters to it. I want I want Samus out in the middle of space, nowhere, with no help, trying to get her shit done. And she just got her wits and a couple of abilities. And that's really interesting to me. And I like deserts and I like big open spaces. And the idea of an orc hunter with just he and his dog, basically, in the middle of a giant desert called Duratar is just, it just, it sticks with the whole my whole thing so that is that's part of what drew me to hunter in the first place as well except for me it was uh it was like forests and jungles of creeping through the trees just try not to try not to make a sound and being able to uh to win a fight like uh patriot style sure (laughs) the first action scene in the patriot where they take out a whole convoy with just three dudes that's right i remember that movie only because of the uh the cannonballs took people's legs out and i thought that was crazy at the time oh yeah yeah that's uh it's a fun movie, despite uh, despite Mel Gibson's uh, interesting career. Yeah, I would agree. So, bringing bringing us back down back to Star Wars for a second, because this reminds me of that. So, mm. for me, the the planet I will always be the most in love with is Tatooine or planets like it. So, Jakku is like that for me. I just like big desert, abandoned, rickety shit like that. What is is so? I'm taking it from the jungle theme that you're going to tell me something like. The the uh, one of the freaking moons or something with the well the for the forest moon of Endor is is probably like when I think of a Star Wars planet that's the first thing that pops into my head okay just the the giant trees <laughs> are and and speeder bikes whizzing between them and ATSTs yeah. just stomping on everything and uh, it's just that's something that's an aesthetic I really get behind and it's probably just because I grew you grew up in Utah so you had red rocks and deserts mm-hmm. I grew up in Florida. And we have a lot of forests here. Yeah. It's just even if you live in a cul-de-sac, there is probably a, a deep thicket of oaks a block over <laughs> that you can just go and pretend to be Indiana Jones in. And that's exactly what I did growing up. That's pretty cool, actually. I hadn't thought about that, but I think you're right. Maybe we, we were informed by where we where we are geographically, but. Yeah, I mean, where'd you have your childhood adventures? Or, or, or you might also go like the opposite, like whatever's alien to you. Because I'm also intrigued by uh, snow planets and snow settings because I'd never, I had never had any of that growing up. Yeah, me too, except I did have snow growing up. We have snow every winter and um, it gets pretty cold. And Hoth was initially very off-putting for me when I was a kid. I'd see, I'd see Empire Strikes Back and go, this is too cold. This is too much snow. I don't like this. Um, but that grew on me over time. Like I'm now, it's now, you know, one of my, well, it's one of, it's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I love Empire Strikes Back. It's not the best movie in the last 10 years. That's Mad Max Fury Road. But anyway, <laughs> of course it is. The point is that, uh, yeah, like that had to grow on me a little bit, but yeah, like maybe when something's foreign to you or 
there's just something magical. It's why I love westerns. There's something magical about a place that's slightly untouched and and man is just another creature there and there are more dangerous things than him and just that kind of whole thing is is my jam. So as it swings, you know, as it applies to Warcraft, I've always been more attracted to that. And people may remember this, but right before Cataclysm, the day before it launched, I went and parked Henry and and um, Gerp in Thousand Needles back when it wasn't a, a giant lake, when it was just a big, empty, deserty, balanced rock-looking, you know, Grand Canyon kind of thing. And I went and parked their butts there overnight while the servers changed because I have this backstory that that's where Gerp was born and raised by a tauren. Uh, or was was found by this torrent and then raised there. And uh, so I thought, well, this will be cool. I'll just go park him in there. And when I woke up the next day, Gerp was dead, was dead because he had, you know, oh, no, no, no. He was just, sw- he was just up on top of the water. That's what it was. He was, he was, he was treading water <laughs> up there. <laughs> and it was super cool because, you know, and then somebody maybe, I can't see it in here because it's over here, but I have this painting, a fan made of, Gerp and Henry sitting at the base of that place as the waters from Cataclysm are coming crashing into it. Like it's so it's so in my brain that those are the places I would spend my time. Like if you said to me right now, hey Scott, where are you gonna retire and die? I'd say, just put me out there in the desert someplace in some shack. I don't need anything else. <laughs> just water, you know. I need water and that's it. I'll go kill my own food, eat lizards, whatever. Yeah. My answer my answer would be Booty Bay, man. Oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's it's the key west of, uh, of of world of warcraft it's true it is and <laughs> there's a big a huge, big ass jungle right next to it yeah a bunch of salt soaked docks and a ton of weirdos just walking around <laughs> yep all yeah that's totally your thing i could see that but uh, and also i found henry henry was in stranglethorn so he's got i got history over there i miss yeah, those my, days yeah my favorite pet for my hunter uh is a, a winter saber named vader that i got from winter spring a saber named Vader. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. you might be a Star Wars fan. I'm just going to say it out loud. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Well, I can't thank you enough for being with me today. Uh, like I said, folks, not a ton of wow stuff going on. The holidays are here. People are, you know, they're just hunkering down. Some people are raiding, but for the most part, things get a little quiet on the news front. But we are really glad we could bring you a show today. Garrett, before we go, we should probably let people know more about the places they can find you if they don't already. we got a lot of shared fans, but uh, for those who don't know, where can they find more Garrett, more Hearthstone, more Heroes. Where do they go? Well, uh, the website is amove.tv, but if you, if you run yourself a search for the Angry Chicken for Hearthstone, if you run yourself a search for Into the Nexus for Heroes of the Storm, you'll go get your uh, your Blizzard fix, at least with, with my voice, even though I know you can get it right here with uh, Scott's, too. Yeah. Well, it's good. Two voices are better than one. We confirm a lot of things. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm making that up. <laughs> But it's good. It's always good to have more sources than one, I say. Yeah, yeah. I would say, given the many Star Wars references today, go find Let's Talk About Star Wars. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the one, because Sunday we're spoiling we're spoiling The Last Jedi, and yeah. that'll be up for your Monday morning commute. So if you're not already subscribed to, to uh, Let's Talk About Star Wars with Tom Merritt, Jenny Josephson, and myself, go check it out. Yeah, it's a good show. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm going to see the movie today. I'll have lots to think and talk about, so it's a great way to settle in. So do that. Also, Garrett Art on Twitter, everybody. Make sure you follow him there. Give them your love. Chat room, I want to thank you guys for being here today. If you're looking for more shows like this one, you can find them at frogpants.com. Oh, gosh. What else do we have going? I'm trying to think if there's anything else here. Maybe not. No, we got nothing else. That's it. Uh, Instant show on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. You can find Terpster at the underscore T, not Patrick for Patrick. They should be back hopefully next week, although I don't know what's going on with the Christmas stuff. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Have a fantastic week. Garrett, thank you very much. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Profit-driven policy change leads to funding freefall. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The Night Elves are an ancient race, so it comes as no surprise that they have a long history of creating beautiful works of art, be it statues, paintings, poetry, or theater. But fine art does not come cheaply, and with the increasing monetary burden of the war against the Legion, support for the arts and government budgets has decreased markedly. In an effort to keep this cultural tradition from fading, elvish artists recently turned to direct citizen funding as an alternative. They were aided in this by the Order of the Herring, a semi-religious benevolent organization in Rutheran Village, which developed a system for managing contributions. 
Those wishing to give to the arts would offer their donations on a grassy area between Teldersil's roots near the village, and the order would gather them, tally the total, and distribute them to worthy artists, after taking a small cut for themselves, of course. But last week, the order announced a large fee increase, with the bulk of the benefits going to the Middle Elves. Negative reaction was swift, contributions plummeted, and artists were up in arms, or paws, wings, and limbs in the case of druids, over both the financial impact and not being consulted about the new fees. Their benevolent reputation in tatters, the Herring rescinded the plan yesterday. It remains to be seen if their business model, known as Praetree Lawn, will survive the debacle. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.